this is a Republican thing that got thrown in there, uh, and a lot of people are surprised that it came from a Republican. I think just taxation in general is bad, Jake. So I'm I'm okay with uh, lady gadgets and stuff like that, not having a tax on it. But you know, we got we got other hygiene products that have tax on it. Why not just blanket eliminate a hygiene tax for anything that is necessary hygiene hygiene products? Yeah, you know, I uh, I tend to agree with you. You know, I think that uh, anytime we can get rid of a tax, that's uh, that's a check in the in the right direction. But uh, uh, but you're right. I think that uh, you know singling this out is a clearly uh, kind of a virtue signal uh, thing. And you know, quite frankly, as a bald guy, I think uh, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of things we can throw on there, right? That's uh, right. Yeah, beard I, oil. You know, what 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 do we what do we want to do? You know, when I got out of the military, they allowed me to have base access for a few years because the commissary didn't tax food. And then, of course, the food tax went away. And it's just like, this just seems like a natural next step. Like, okay, we shouldn't tax food. That's dumb. So maybe right. we shouldn't tax your basic hygiene products either because people need them. So That's right. That's um, right. No, I think you're right on that. All right. So the legislature has approved a bill that adds the additional verification steps for voter registration. This, of course, means Republicans want to prevent people from voting, even though that's an absurd claim. You and I have talked about this proposal before. Once again, please break it down. Uh, It did pass the state Senate 34 to 13, again, largely along party lines. Uh, So it's going to be sent to the governor, but kind of explain what the bill actually does and what it doesn't do. Yeah, so so, uh, you're right. I think that, um, you know, this has gotten wrapped up and there's a lot of misconception. Uh, and of course there's a lot of politicization, politicization of this, right. Uh, um, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, uh, we've had the leadership of representative Tim Wesco and, and others in the state house who have really led the way. And Indiana has been, been great on uh, ensuring that our, our elections are secure, uh, and yet they're fair. Right. And so, uh, we have continued to move down this path. Of course, we have voter ID, which courts have upheld, uh, as a, a constitutional way to uh, prove that, that folks are who they say they are. Uh, this, uh, as we move into the 21st century and folks can register to, to vote online and, and via mail and all of those other sorts of things, uh, this bill, what it does is actually you know, put in some extra protections uh, for those folks uh, for the first time, make sure that uh, we have some documentation that they live where they say they live. And I think that it really just makes... Uh, all the sense in the world that uh, if we're going to allow you to vote, we vote uh, in this country by districts. Uh, and, and so uh, we should make sure that you you live uh, exactly where you say you live. And so really, these are common sense measures. Of course, the Democrats get all spun up about this stuff. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, that's all just politics. And, and I think, you know, if you cornered them, that uh, they would also have to admit, you know, under oath or in a lie detector test, whatever, that, that these are common sense measures. Yeah, and I think that you and I discussed it before, really like the extra burden was on first time uh, people were registering. It just, you had to have like utility bills, something like just proving your address. I mean, really just basic stuff that you have to have any time you do anything for crying out loud. Yeah. When you get the ID to begin with, when you, right. you know, again, when you, when you sign up for different services, you know, you have to prove uh, that you live where you say you live. And so I don't think that this is any uh, kind of extraordinary burden on folks. And it's not, but again, they like to, uh, to make, hay out of, you know, really nothing. Uh, we were talking about Senate Bill 202, and that passed the State House. This is the 10-year bill. And I, I'm, I'm reading it again. It, this has been a theme, like, even with the wetlands thing and with the voter registration thing and with this, like, I read it, and it's like, this seems like it's pretty 
straightforward, pretty basic. And then I read a news article on it where they spin it completely out of control. And it's like, they must pay that person a lot of money because a lot of effort went into spinning these things. What am I missing about this 10-year reform bill, Senate Bill 202, that has people completely upset? Because even the journal and Courier article about it was basically, yeah, academics really don't like this thing uh, because the bill foments, you know, basically diversity of thought on the campus. And I'm like, did you really just write that? It, while attacking the bill, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, they... they um uh, they don't make any sense. And, you know, having sat in through the, uh, the seven and a half hour education committee where we heard this bill in the House uh, and, and listened to these woke professors come up you know, over and over and over again uh, and uh, and really be clueless about, um, at the very least, the perception of their universities. Right. They all think that right. uh, that uh, that that, oh, no, these are places of 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 really diverse thought and, and, and free expression and, and all those sorts of things. And you know, I would read off statistics from uh, FIRE, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Foundation for Individual Rights. Uh, yes, correct. So I'd read off these statistics about how 63% of students at IU, you know, these, this is an IU-specific survey, think that it's okay to shout down a speaker that they disagree with right? and, and ask them, like, are we sure that we are really fostering a an atmosphere of free exchange of ideas here, right? And and uh, and they really didn't have any answers to that. This is a this is a really common sense bill. Uh, in fact, and if I were the author of it, I'd probably would have went further with a lot of this stuff. Uh, I understand that you know we've got to take steps on some of this, but but this should not be uh, super political. And in fact, a lot of the professors uh, that actually agree with this uh, have emailed and and gotten in contact with legislators like myself. Uh, kind of behind the scenes, they wouldn't come and testify mm-hmm. uh, for fear of retaliation, which just proves the need for proves the, the point. Yeah, and it allows the universities to set the standards while they're evaluating tenure. Anyway, really, just can't be a tyrant in the classroom. And if you That's allow right. the students diversity of thought, then you should be fine. That's right, absolutely. And uh, and and so the the absolute hysteria over it, I think, uh, also goes a little bit of, uh, to prove the point. All right, next. I want to close out with this, Jake. Uh, House Bill 1183, I've been waiting for this one. It received unanimous support from Republicans and Democrats when it passed out of the House earlier in session. We had alluded to it uh, earlier in our conversations. This one basically stops countries that are considered adversarial to the United States from buying or leasing farmland in Indiana, which has been a problem all over the country and has been a bit of an issue in parts of Indiana, but now this is taking steps to prevent that from happening. Absolutely, and actually, the bill the bill got strengthened over in the Senate. Um, and uh, as a House guy who likes to, to tease his Senate colleagues, I'll say that's a rarity. Uh, but the bill actually did get strengthened over the Senate, and um, it's going to be very hard for for a foreign adversary to uh, buy land anywhere in Indiana once this thing uh, is signed into law. Uh, and that's not the only thing we've done this year. I, I, I had uh, uh, my own amendment to Senate Bill 8. Um, uh, I think we're going to shift that over into 1179 that says uh, we're dropping the threshold to zero, zero dollars uh, with regard to foreign gifts uh, from our adversaries that our universities have to uh, report. Currently, that threshold's at 250000 and it's being underreported by billions of dollars. Over no the year. kidding. Uh, and, and so our foreign adversaries, and in particular the CCP, has you know, a, just a ton of influence on our campuses. Uh, and uh, so, you know, that coupled with this uh, and, and disallowing um, these uh, 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 land purchases to go forward, I think is a, a really big step in the right direction uh, for the state of Indiana and for the country.
Yeah, and UAE also on college campuses. Lots of gifts coming from the UAE and Saudi Arabia as well. So uh, this seems like it's it's pretty basic, especially with national security concerns all across the country, but also concerns about food supplies and food chains and things of that nature. And uh, glad that it had bipartisan support. I mean, usually with something like this, you still find a couple of people somewhere that are opposed to it. And you know, from the outside perspective, representative, it's always like, well, why did they oppose this? Because Everybody else seems to understand that this is clearly a danger and a problem, and then you got a couple of people who vote against it. Usually, the suspicion is now on them that something might be happening, but I'm glad it was universal and everybody on both sides of the aisle supported it. Yeah, very broadly supported the, uh, these measures, both of them, uh, and, and I think it's because folks understand too that uh, Indiana is actually, you know, a lot of you know your your folks out out listening probably might not even understand how strategic Indiana is uh, when it comes to some of our military installations and some of the intelligence things that we've got in the state, and so it's it's really crucial that we get this right. All right, so you said you might not even be able to join us next week because you'll be in session. Things are going to get really busy now, as you mentioned. Some things get strengthened in the Senate; they got to come back. Before they go to the governor's desk, uh, tell us what's going to be happening this next week. Yeah, so this next week is going to be uh, absolutely busy. Uh, so we've got uh, we started on concurrences coming back from uh, the Senate uh, on my House side, and, and they're doing concurrences on bills that we've uh, changed uh, theirs uh, in the House. Uh, and this next week, we're going to see a lot of what's called conference committee. So that's if you know we disagree with the changes that were made in the other chamber, uh, and that's where you know bills that maybe once we're dead. Uh, can come back to life. Uh, there are rules uh, in the body, of course, and one of the rules is that if a, if language gets put into a, a bill uh, in conference committee, it has to have passed one chamber or the other. And so uh, something that passed the Senate but failed to get a hearing in the House or vice versa uh, could actually come back to life in this conference committee time. So it's going to be fast. Uh, it's going to be uh, something to, to keep your eyes on. Uh, and uh, and we're hoping to wrap up by next Friday, uh, but we'll likely be in session next Friday. So uh, remains to be seen whether or not I'll be able to join you here. Yeah, and we'll just plan on you not being able to be here. And if you can, it'll be a, be a nice surprise. But uh, looking forward to getting your final analysis and everything that happened and what uh, what we need to improve upon in the next session and that sort of thing. Again, uh, Jake Teshka represents the 7th District in the Indiana House. Thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. Have a great weekend. You too. Podcasts by Federated Media.